0: Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Sean Decker, and I'd like you to hear something. 2735 by Ultra Deluxe, the brainchild of Max Narotsky, who you can hear on drums, vocals and samples.
1: So, um, I was born in, um, in the New Jersey suburbs, like about 45 minutes outside of New York City. Um, and so, both my parents are um, still together today. They, I, and I have an older sister who's four years older than me. Um, we were raised like pretty Jewish. Like, I, I grew up Jewish. My parents, everybody in their family has like married Jewish and like, um, jewish kids so me and my sister are like the first people in our family to like not go about that um but we were both bar and bat mitzvah and stuff and that was pretty integral to like my family life um i'd say um they weren't like orthodox or anything but that was like a big part of growing up for me and my family um but also you know like today you know i'm 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 not really i don't really fall in line with like any religion but it's definitely like A big part of my family both on my mom and dad's side and um like uh you know a lot of a lot of music and a lot of like uh being able to be creative and stuff like um I had a lot of uh emotional issues growing up like uh anxiety depression um ADHD so my mom kind of encouraged me to do music and stuff, um, which was cool as like an outlet, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it kind of stuck with me. Um, and so that was cool because she comes from a musical family. My dad doesn't really, and my sister's pretty musical. So it was, you know, having New York city so close and being in New Jersey suburbs and honestly, New Jersey has just as much of a rich, like underground music scene as New York, in my opinion. Um, so that was cool, like, going to shows as early as 12 and, you know, having my parents pretty supportive of that. Um, so, yeah, I think just... uh,
0: Yeah, I, I mean, know. especially for, like, the kind of umbrellas that, like, our projects can fall under, like, New Jersey is, mm-hmm. like, for me anyway, like, really where it's at, you know? Like, uh, bands like You and I and um, and even, like, on the the more uh i don't you know like um commercial or like yeah. successful sound like like thursday and um and armor for sleep and stuff yeah like um i mean new york definitely it you know there's like a, lots of awesome bands from i mean just about anywhere you can point a finger at but like as far as between, if it was between New York and New Jersey, I'd say, yeah, New Jersey's, <laughs> New Jersey's what's up, but, um.
1: It's just, like, a little bit, I don't know, it's a little bit more raw, uh, I mean, I mean, parts of New York, I mean, I'd say, like, today, I, I find that, like, some New Brunswick bands are, a, and I'm a Brooklyn band now, so, like, I'm talking about myself, but, like, I feel like sometimes New Brunswick bands just, it has a richer, like, DIY scene, mm-hmm. like, a more, like, um, than, because there's not there is a DIY scene in Brooklyn, but it's kind of hard to financially do DIY in like a city that's expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like kind of New Brunswick kind of gets, gets to do it. And I don't know. I just love New Jersey. I love playing in New Jersey and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm also like, I'm also much more like, um, divorced from it. Geographically than you. So like, uh, it's just like and and also like nobody's played a show in two years, you know, or something, oh, but, yeah, but anyway, it's Go like, hard. yeah, so when I'm saying like, um, I'm not trying to pit either place against each other, I just like from my own personal experience and the stuff that I came into you know ten years and the and all the past ten years, you know, it's been uh, yeah, we've always. New York's hard for the reasons that you said, you know, and um, New Jersey's always been like, like I know all the Massonera kids there and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, so.
1: and Aaron played on your new record, and yeah, Aaron is really cool, and I love all those ba- That whole group of bands that are just playing those shows in New Jersey are like some of the best bands in Screamo right now, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like um, Massonera's maybe like like, if you want to put it in like, fighter terms or something like pound for pound the most talented band i can think of like they're just i mean aaron's like she's like a a fucking music whiz you know like writing like pieces for orchestras and stuff yeah and chris is just like incredibly like the way chris chris's guitars like they're so um organic you know and then alan is just like such a shredder and mark is probably the most ridiculous drummer i can think of in screamo right now like the stuff that they play shouldn't make sense but it does yeah like i don't know but anyway not to um we got off track there but um (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's awesome that your folks you know or or more specifically maybe your your uh, mom always like uh encouraged you to like uh use music and like artwork as a as an outlet for you know the things that um you were pushing against growing up um how early did you start like um playing musical instruments or
1: so i um I actually started like you know, some schools in fourth grade, they'll, like, give you a choice to, like, be like, do you want to do chorus, jazz band, or orchestra? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, so I chose violin because I thought violin was really cool, mm. um, and I was really bad at it. And <laughs> I had a really mean teacher at the time that was like you're bad. So oh, no. I yeah, like I don't I don't remember this person's name but I don't think they should be teaching music um or just teaching. Like I don't know she wasn't as much like you're bad but like didn't really push me to get better was kind of just like not giving me opportunities. So I dropped uh violin like after two years and uh then um my uncle played drums um my mom's brother. So he supported me and I was just like a really, uh, a really crazy kid. I was like very hyperactive with stuff. So I just go, I don't know. Drums are cool. Cause you can just like go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so around 12 um, was when I like started playing the drums and um, yeah, I just, uh, it's a, it's kind of weird to start on drums and now like write or like write music electronically or like, Because right now the past three years I've been trying to like learn music theory, which I don't really know, because I never really learned it in fourth grade. So I just kind of know drums. But yeah, from twelve and just throughout middle school and high school, I just played drums like every day. And if you do something every day, you're bound to get like kind of good at it. So
0: yeah, that's like my, that's my, uh, my MO. You know, it's just like, yeah, I'm not good, but I'll just I'll just keep doing it because I'm like too stubborn to quit and eventually like i feel like people with natural inclination like they may get there faster of course and like they also may like reach levels that you might never reach but i just think yeah like you said you just you just keep doing it it's fine you you you'll get it um but yeah like uh did you so the first time when you played drums like did you connect with it right away I mean I know based on like how you described yourself like personality wise it had to be like a felt like a probably like quite a release for you or whatever but but did you did you connect with it like viscerally like
1: yeah I mean I was just like from 12 to probably until whenever I moved out of a place where I could have drums so in college I had drums so probably around from 12 to 22, like I was playing drums every day, like just going (laughs) like really wild with it. Um, I probably turned, slowed down a little bit in college when I had to like focus on grades or whatever. But, um, like it was weird though, because I was really weird in high school and I always like some of the bands I really liked when I was like 16, when like everybody was starting bands that could play an instrument was like, um, I really liked like lightning bolt and hella and like a bunch of bands that were cool now, but like pretty weird if you're like a teenager, Mm -hmm. I'd say. And so nobody wanted to play music with me. So I just like would just, just play music by myself. Um, and yeah, I would just, just do that. The thing about it though, is like, I don't really, I didn't really like start writing music that wasn't just drum beats until, you know this prod. the ultra ultra started around when i was like 20 23 um so i don't really know a lot of music but it's like i that's why i like electronic music is because you know music is hard like music theory is really hard so having a computer help you it's not like cheating it's like just making up for lost time i guess
0: yeah i mean i don't know i don't necessarily you know I don't necessarily believe in all that like cheating or whatever yeah exactly I mean um, you know if you if you make something that you're that you're proud of you know at the end of the day like what's it matter like it doesn't matter if like exactly like you know ultimately you're supposed to write a song that that you want to hear the song that you think is missing in the world or, or whatever. You can write a song for any reason. Like you can write a song because you think it'll make somebody else happy. It literally doesn't matter. But like, you know, ultimately I think as long as you're happy, once it comes out, then like, that's it. Anything else is a bonus, you know? And like, I don't know, there's a, there's something that I think about a lot when it comes to, um, that kind of, um, like like yeah like i don't necessarily like a lot of um like programmed drum sounds you know like mm-hmm. sometimes it's mixed better than others you know but that's just like that's just a preference like i wouldn't like i I'm, i don't think that somebody that made a song with sampled drums is cheating you know what i mean no like, yeah it's you're using like i mean if you ha- if you like use a keyboard, then like, why, like, I mean, how far do you want to go before you're saying like, just that you should be creating these songs in this way. That's like the most authentic way to do it. It's like, we're, we're, we're past that, you know, we have all these tools and, um, sorry, I was like, I was going way further than I wanted to go there, but like, um, I think of this thing all the time where uh, this artist um, was like talking about, and this is like a pro comic artist. And um, he was talking about like, uh, it's like the, 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 it was like one of the artists on the spider girl comic. And he was like, yeah, sometimes like I take a picture and I trace it and you know, then I just like do all the stuff like after the fact, like traces like the, the 3d like outlines basically. And then like whatever. And he's like, not, not always. Cause it's like, it'll look really flat and stale if you don't, you know, like add your flavor to it or whatever. But he said, he said, can you, can you fucking imagine Jack Kirby with procreate? I mean, holy shit. <laughs> and, I, and that's what I think. Like when it comes to all this stuff, I'm like fucking Jack Kirby with procreate. Like imagine, I mean anything less than doing, what you can do the best that you can do it is kind of selling yourself short maybe a little, you know? So.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm really, um, partial to like using whatever tools is not even easiest for you, but just like what you're comfortable with, because this project like started with me on my phone, like making beats on my phone, uh-huh. um, and making synth sounds on my phone. Cause I didn't know how to play keyboard. I just knew how to play drums, which, you know, is good for certain things, but not good for like writing a song. Um, and so I, I got some people that were, were like, oh, how do you make your mute? Some people kind of were uh, unimpressed with that I used my phone. And I don't know, phone is free. Everybody has a phone. Not everybody has like Ableton or whatever. So um, I think it's just whatever is the most comfortable Yeah. and like whatever, whatever is – I don't know. I also didn't have a lot of time to make music because I was commuting like an hour to the Bronx and then an hour home when I was like out of college. So I didn't really have a lot of time. I was waking up like five in the morning. So I made all the music on my phone, and I don't know. That's that was what was easiest for me to do. So I think it's like we have all these tools. Why not use them?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, it's one of those things. It's like it's it's like I said like, to elaborate on what I was saying before, you know, it's like, there's a time and a place for everything. Like, there's a, like, would, would, a would like a KyMB Communique seven inch, would their first seven inch sound the same? Would it hit the same way? Like, if, if all the drums were like, uh, you know, like, um, if they were all sampled and if they, they were all quantized or whatever, you know, like yeah. would, would it be the same? No. You know what I mean? So it's like, y- y- what, depending on what kind of out outcome you're looking for, use the best tool that you have. You know, it's like you, if you want it to look like a watercolor, you can't, you can't just like use a pencil, you know, but yeah, you shouldn't be like, um, nobody should be like, well, I just shouldn't, write these songs if i don't know how to play like the the drum kit you know or or like um i shouldn't write these songs if i don't if i can't play the keyboard part the way like if you use like you know other uh, means to get the sounds that you want you know i don't know it's weird but i i will Say though that I have written lots of songs drums first, so that's um, that's not like that's definitely a possibility. And I'd be interested to, like, you said you had written some songs like on drums and said that you were interested, like, that you were previously like very influenced by like Lightning Bolt and Hella and stuff. So, yeah. like, um, is that what you like? when you were first trying to start bands is that where you were like were you like talking to people your age and being like like check this out this is the kind of stuff I was wanting to do and then you were like well shit this isn't working or
1: yeah I got into this one band that I was only in like one band in high school and it was kind of that style of music where it was me just kind of like um occupying a lot of space on the drums in the song kind of like how Brian Chippendale from lightning bolt does their thing. And we played like three shows. And, um, I like, remember I used this like tube, like, you know how, if you work at a restaurant, you get that big saran wrap thing, like a huge saran wrap. And like, at the end is like, it's like a, it's like a, um, Uh, Paper towel tube, but like really thick and like three times the size. Yeah, yeah. And it holds like, yeah. So I would just like use that to hit the drums um, because I was like, why not? And um, I think people were into it, but also like I was 17. So people are like, what the fuck is going on? And um, which was kind of, I don't know. um, It was cool. We like, we played some shows and um, I really liked that math rock band Planets. Uh, so I named us continents, but then people were like, haha, like incontinence. And I was like, oh no. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just was trying to, I don't know. It's just really heavy, but like not metal. I like, I like it when music is really heavy, but not metal. I like metal a lot. Um, and like, I like all sorts of metal bands, but I like music that like people will call metal when it's not metal. That's like my favorite thing. Yeah. It's like when when somebody like um, maybe like um, maybe like my dad would be like, Max, you make heavy metal and and I'm like, basically, I don't know, like just being really loud and obnoxious to me is like the best kind of music,
0: yeah, yeah so you so you were in this band and you did play some shows, like what what was your like first show situation like
1: so it was at this like um uh, what do you call it? Like a community center. Okay. Um, it was in this basketball court um, room and it was a battle of the bands, which I'm not wild about that idea. Cause like music's not a competition, but when I was like 17, I was like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so um, we, it was like, there were six bands and there was like a lot of people. Um, Cause each band, like there was also like a really popular band that sounded like the strokes um and so they brought out like 20 kids and we brought out like three kids um which was like there were only three members in the band so i guess three kids and then all of our parents and um yeah but we got third place uh so that was cool and there was this like really 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 try hard like uh easy core band who was like older than everyone like everyone's in high school except this band who were like 21 and they did not get on any of the places and they were like really mad about it. And I thought that was really funny.
0: <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't like a school function. It was, a, no, no. Just like it, a, it was, I see. I see. Yeah. Cause when you said it was in a basketball court and then, and then like, you're like, and then this band was older than everybody. I was like, how would that work? You know? But, um,
1: so I worked at this restaurant. It's the same restaurant that I got the tube from. Um, and my boss, like, it was like, a, it was like, if Hard Rock Cafe was a diner. So, well, I guess it is a diner, but like a coffee shop diner. And we like wanted to like branch out into the music thing. And my boss was like, you play the drums, figure this, book a show for us. And so I just like kind of, I don't know, i had been going to a lot of ska shows. So I I figured I could figure it out and I did okay. Um, I don't really remember if there was any money involved or anything. I would not have trusted myself to like do door for like a hundred people at like seventeen, but I think we I think it did okay.
0: about these the the uh the process with the using these these tubes for for drums because what i was thinking of before was like a different kind of thing i was thinking of something that's maybe like seven inches around in diameter um but you're talking about some something that's just you're talking like when you said like industrial or whatever i I went back to like working at factories and, you know, and I'm thinking of something much thicker. So you're talking about like, yeah, it's just like a more heavy duty, but it's pretty much kind of the standard. It's maybe like an inch around or something like that. Um, Like did hitting the drum with these make a different noise? Like did it sound different? Your-
1: yeah it was a lot deeper but also the drum is like or the the tube is like um this really compacted hard cardboard but it's still cardboard and not wood so mm-hmm. it's softer so it was like halfway but it's like a mallet when you hit like the floor tom with a mallet oh, okay. um it was a little dampened so it was like a it was like a really heavy dampened sound because um, it's kind of a softer material even though it's like cardboard um
0: but did you ever get any like, any like whistling or anything weird like that out of out of swinging the tubes around?
1: You know what? Probably. I I like I um there's definitely some aspect of it. I probably couldn't hear it because I wore those like lawnmower earmuffs when I used to play again, oh, yeah. trying to be like that, trying to be like um, Brian Chippendale. um, and so I couldn't really hear much going on. I
0: could yeah but Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean I I don't know. That's that kind of thing is really cool. I love I love I love stuff like that I mean even if it was just because hey, I just want to try something that's different, you know? Like I I say just like go for it. Just try it, you know? Like what's it what's the difference? And I mean, I don't know. There's always a sometimes there's a there's a whole thing like oh, if I do this now and then I don't do this later, like, it'll look like whatever, you know? But I don't know, just, you know, like, we we had a band a long time ago that was, like, we plugged electric acoustic guitars into, like, Marshalls on, like, the clean, Sick. you know? And, like, we went and did that. And then later we were, like, writing songs and we were, like, let's just use regular guitars. And people were, like, oh, what happened to that? Like, and we got kind of, like, some crap for it, but it was, like whatever, you know, we wanted to do this thing and we did it. Um, yeah. Um, so you said that you, you, you know, you had that band and then you kind of really weren't, <coughs> excuse me. You really weren't doing music until you, you started ultra deluxe. Is, is that like, um, well, I
1: wasn't playing, like I, I actually had a band in college. Um, we were called Oswald and we were very much, and this was like, 2011 to 2015, so like peak Midwest emo. Okay. Um, so it was like a merchant ships, worship type band. Um, and we did like a tour or two, and we played a bunch of shows, but I was just playing drums and oh, singing okay. in that band. Okay. Um, I wasn't right I didn't start writing music All until right. – I was twenty three, and that band broke up right after college. Right after we all graduated college.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the distinction that I was missing. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. So no, so like, no worries. You did you did do some recording, and you did go like on a tour and stuff. What what were those experiences like for you? Like, I'm assuming those were both firsts for you.
1: Yeah, so that was definitely the first like tour I ever went on. We did a couple weekenders. I just, um, it was all really big blur, because, like, I was 19 for most of it. Like, um, like, that was, like, I don't know, that was, like, the year that, like, we had, like, uh, the main EP. Like, I don't know, we were a band for four years, and we only released, like, seven songs. Um, <laughs> which is, like, I I, I just... I've been there. Output is re- yeah <laughs> Output is really hard, um, and, like, people get busy for various reasons, but now I'm comparing it to, like, Ultra Deluxe, which has been a band for, like, Five years and i've released like 50 songs or something so it's kind of like um it's just uh it's interesting to compare um but we were just very uh i don't know we we would just break a lot of stuff and we would like i don't know i remember and this is the thing that stayed with me is like not in a self-harm way but i just like get really into the zone and like Will hit my hand on the drums accidentally and like bleed a lot. Yeah. Um. And so that whole thing kind of developed out of just I don't know trying to be like really emo. I guess um, not like not like in a self harm way, but like in a like a I'm not paying attention enough yeah. to playing the drums.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just getting like like as emotionally invested into the like experience instead of like, um, paying attention to the performances and like your, your bodily, like, um, uh, uh, not maybe periphery is not the right word, but like, just like the space that you're occupied, Yeah, you know? Yeah. It's, um, that was, that's a, I don't know. That's almost like a, that's almost like a flip a switch that I have to flip to I and I have to choose like do I am I really gonna am I going to get um am I going to be really present like almost in a spiritual way for this set or am I going to like be like um a a robot person and just like and be a performer like to to just know what I'm supposed to do all the time. Like, do I let myself get carried away? Or do I say I have to do, make all the right moves? You know, like, I don't, there isn't like a medium for me for whatever reason. I don't know if that's a thing that, pe- that if that's the way most people are, or if that's, you know.
1: I've never played music that wasn't heavy in some way. Mm-hmm. Um And so I don't know if this is – I'm sure like really, really technical jazz is probably the same way, where like the music either requires so much emotional energy or physical energy that like I kind of like don't pay attention – I mean, unless the song is over and I'm really thirsty and I drink water, um, like I don't really remember like what my body is supposed to be doing other than like what I'm doing in that moment, which is really liberating, um, which I think a lot of people that play any music – But especially, like, more maybe emotional music might gravitate towards that more, where, like, you just are in, I guess you're just, like, in the zone, Um, but for lack of a better way to put it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I kind of just, like, I'm not really, like, thinking about work or, like, bills or, like, anything. You're just, like, thinking about, like, whatever thing you're doing, Um, which is cool. And I think that's why most of us gravitate towards you know heavier music or more emotional music at least most of the people listening to this this podcast would probably relate to that
0: yeah, yeah, for sure um so you you um you had done the tour, but you mentioned oh. yet that you recorded like an e p before that um what was uh your experience the first time recording like um what kind of setup uh did you you know walk into and and um like how how did you feel about it was it like just excitement or was it nerves mix of both
1: yeah so um it was really cool uh we went to like oswald was a new paltz new york based band we all went to suny new paltz which um a lot of people might know we new paltz has a really cool basement scene it's cyclical like any other college but Um, we had a lot of friends that also went to purchase, which has another great, um, scene. Um, and so we had a friend, John who went to purchase and wasn't, was in the audio engineering program. So we basically got to use like the campus studios for free. Um, so we were getting like, you know, we paid John maybe, I mean, we were 19 and so was John, but we probably paid him like $400, which compared to like the niceness of the quality and like, the studios we used could have been like a thousand or $2,000 would really should have cost it. But, um, and we just, it was, a, it was kind of like a treat to like be in a sc- I don't know, being in like a school studio that was like way nicer than, you know, cause like after that, you know, it was mostly just home recordings in our, in our basements. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool to do that. And, Uh, it's really interesting, like listening back to something that like was in your brain and like, you've never really heard outside of your brain or like playing it, but it's not this, I mean, I guess like you could like watch a cell phone video somebody took, but that wasn't really like in 2012, I don't think like Instagram was as big as it is today. So like watching videos of yourself, wasn't like somebody had to like upload a full set to YouTube for you to really see it. like I don't even think Instagram stories were a thing back then and I'm not I mean so it was kind of like the first time we really like heard our scene or it's heard ourselves properly. Yeah. And that was really, that was really cool. Um, as I get older, I like recording even more. Um, like I, I was, I've typically all been all about shows and just like, all I want to do is play shows. But and I think quarantine does that as like, you kind of have to, yeah, you can only record now. So, um, I don't know. I just grow to like it more
0: and more. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, I, I've, I've always enjoyed, um, both things. Uh, my, you know, some of my first ex- recording experiences were very laid back, you know, and, um, mo- most of them were, uh, but of course, like the end, the end goal to me, like once I, realized it was a possibility it was like to just be able to do it myself you know um uh because there was some pressure i guess involved you know when you're paying someone else and you're on yeah you know you're on the clock like we have to be done by this time or whatever um but yeah that's uh that's really awesome that you had like a, a a big experience like the first time um how like do you, do you think that it, any, like, does going from this, like, super, like, there's all this stuff around, and, like, I mean, probably, at the time, you didn't know what any of it was, but, like, maybe, now that you've recorded yourself for a while, uh, you, you realize, like, oh, that was, you know, that was a compressor, or that was this, or that, you know, that, like, this huge mixing board, like, do you ever like fantasize about having some of this equipment to record yourself with, or are you just like going along as you go, learning as you go and figuring all that out?
1: Yeah. So definitely. Like, I think after that band broke up, um, I like was really wanting to like do the fact that I had to have other people to make, cause I, I mean, I I actually, you know, going back on what I said, that it's hard to write songs on drums. Definitely for the high school band, I was, like, writing beats and then people would play to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that, you know, it is easy. Depending on the type of music, you can definitely write on drums. But for the main band that, you know, toured and, like, that emo band I was in, um, I couldn't really imagine writing, a, you know, a, an emo song on drums because um, it's more, like, Twinkly Emo is more guitar-based and... So I was like, I want to figure out how to write music. So I just got into learning that stuff. And it is, I, with anything, with like learning guitar, it's just like the more YouTube videos you watch, like if you watch a 30 minute YouTube video every day for like literally any music thing, um, you could probably learn it in a couple months. And that's what I kind of did post-college. Um the thing is with this, with Ultralux, I write all the music like on my computer now. Um, but I still record it in a studio because, um, cause I can't have, I don't, I live in this, in the city. So it's hard to get like drum, like the drums that I want them in, in an apartment. Uh-huh. So I kind of, so I, I, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I would love to have my a basement if I move into a house eventually where I could like record my own drums and just, very no pressure like like if i want to record i will and if i don't want to i don't have to
0: yeah yeah so typically you you, uh you write the songs and then throw a drum like a, a a drum track on it like using whatever like uh easy drummer or whatever you have and then you you're like okay that's how the song goes
1: so i kind of yeah i'll write the song the way it starts is like i will come up usually with like one riff or one like synth lead and then i kind of expand it from there Mm -hmm. um into you know a song um and then like drums are usually drums next to lyrics drums are like the last thing i write Mm -hmm. so um i kind of just will write a song and then i'll like make up the drum beat in my head um and then yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. But yeah, you basically got it.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, do you have a lot of time like between when you uh have finished like you say, Okay, um I finished these six songs, I'm gonna go record the EP? Like do you have a lot of time where you like play the drums for the song or are you just like is it is it is it like um based on like how well you remember how everything goes. You just, you just go in and bust them out or.
1: Yeah. So, um, usually there is a lot of time and usually that playing the song will be like playing it live. But since, you know, none of us have played a show in a long time, Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of different. The album that just came out, like a call to arms, those songs were written like three years ago, mostly in 2018. And I had just been playing a lot of them live because that's kind of what I wanted to do was play shows. Mm -hmm. Um, and, getting the album out wasn't that's that wasn't as fun as fun to me but when once quarantine happened i'm like all right like it's it's about time i like release this thing and so oh also during quarantine i wrote another album which were like a full lp which we're recording this summer and so it's kind of the other way around where i wrote that album and i'm like okay i might as well record it before things open up again and i don't have time to record so um that i gotta figure out like I wrote all these songs, but never played drums to. So, oh, there, wow. yeah. Right now, I'm kind of in a situation where I kind of have to teach myself my own songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's it's fun.
0: I've I've definitely been there. I, I, uh, I, the first time we went on tour in Europe, I had never played guitar in Comer Regalia. and I was like, if we're going to go tour in Europe, I'm gonna play guitar. So I got someone else to play drums, and um, and I was like yeah I mean, I play these songs, like I've recorded most of the guitars on you know like our stuff and stuff. I wrote the guitars, and like I know how they go, but can I do it you know and uh yeah, so yeah but um, so you said you you said that the newest album you said that um you wrote most of that in two thousand eighteen and you were and you were like playing some of the songs live um but like i did i thought that this newest album was the first time that other people had played on?
1: So, um, no, yeah, not exactly. So there is uh, a member who's not in the band anymore. Eric Torres um, was like the original bassist, I guess, of this band. So it started out for the first three years as just me. And I would either do backing tracks or play drums with backing tracks. And then the first album that was like in the Space Saga, um, Contact, that had Eric on it. And that is like the first LP. And so Eric and I played almost all the tours. I don't think that there's only been one tour with like this new version of the band. Um, But Eric and I, we did a bunch of tours, you know, from 2018 to 2019. Um, And Eric played on that album and then Eric left the band. And so then um, Dane and Emily are now in the band. Um, And this is the first album that is more, a little bit more collaborative since I've got three members now, you know, more people are playing more things besides me. Um, And so this would be, I guess, more of like a sending file with, with Eric, it was mostly like a lot of stuff was written. And then I was like, okay, I think I need two members now Um, with this, with this band. It's a bit more like collaborative. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. um, I mean, like I, yeah. Apologies for, thinking oh, no thinking otherwise and um but um yeah I like there was a there's a a very cool like um you know I've I've noticed that I've I've like sort of like followed like every time something's coming out come out and I've definitely like listened through. Um but um when the new thing came out, like and I this is gonna be a very weird comparison probably for, you know literally anybody but um like i was like when did this band start sounding like like space dillinger four you know like <laughs> there was something about adding those like crunchy sounding guitars like the or the guitars being more prominent rather like yeah um that really like i i don't know you know i'm not uh it's like apples and oranges you know but that really like resonated with me like um a lot. And, and, um, and so I, like when, you know, when you're saying you, you were touring before, I was like, wait, were there like versions of these other guitar, other, other songs that had like more like, Hey, there's like some upfront guitar sounds in these other songs. Um, but this new incarnation of the band is pretty new though.
1: Oh, yeah, so like okay. this definitely developed over quarantine, okay. um, and um but i i I was realizing that the band, like prior to Emily and Dane joining, wasn't the music doesn't really sound human. like obviously it's electronic music, but it's also like punk music, and punk music is a pretty human sounding genre. So mm-hmm. I wanted more people, like I wanted more human elements involved and like i play the drums in the band and i sing but um i think that like i don't know i'm really into juxtaposition of like electronic and i guess not acoustic because they're electronic instruments but whatever you call it tactile so yeah um i wanted more of that and that wasn't really a big element before this album so i don't know it seems i like it it seems like um I don't know. It's just more fun. Also, it's more fun to have like Emily and Dana, like two of my best friends. So it's just, and we're all really goofy. So it's just more fun and more more human and less of like a robot, um, solo project thing.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you were saying before, you know, like you're like a part of the impetus to like start a band when when you're a kid is like you're like I'm gonna be loud and like you know and really like just go all out and like. Yeah, having, like, loud guitars and stuff is... It it definitely, like, says, like, hey, pay attention to this in a way that, you know, maybe um, other types of uh, show-going experiences don't. You know, not whether you... Like, I'm not trying to say, like, when you're sitting around listening to something in your house, you know, but, like, that presence of, like, a 100-watt amp at a show as opposed to... Like whatever, you know, other kind of experience you might have is definitely, it's very commanding, you know? Definitely. Um, Yeah. But yeah. So when you were going out before you, it was just you and you said Eric?
1: Yeah. So Eric and I did a bunch of tours. Um, We did a lot of stuff on the East Coast and Midwest. We actually went to um, Japan in 2019 Mm because Eric went to high school with our friend, um, when Jackson, he lives in Osaka, which has an amazing music scene, as you know. Um, and so we got to play in Osaka, um, and Tokyo and like, it was, it was mostly to, like to see him cause he's lived in Japan for four years. Um, and that was like the the biggest tour that that version of the band did. And then, um, you know, he, he left the band after that. And so then I was like, oh, I really like playing with people. I don't really want this to be a solo thing. And um, my friend Emily and my friend Dane were kind of, um, I, I don't know if they, they 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 had projects and stuff, but you know, they were they were interested. And so we just, you know, a- ended up adding them. And we haven't really, there has never been a three piece show with this band though. Like both of them, since both Emily and Dane played bass on the record and Dane plays some guitar, like, some tours that Emily couldn't make Dane would play, and some tours that Dane couldn't make Emily would play bass. But there's never been, like, the guitar version of these songs live.
0: like just from a purely like uh, technical uh, standpoint, like when you're going out on tour before, so you were playing the acoustic kit and doing vocals and then someone was playing bass and then you were using like a laptop through the PA or like, do you, what kind yes, of sir. setup do you, did you have? And you know, sh- tell us about that experience.
1: Yeah, so um, the main version of this band is like person on electric bass. Um, me on drums and vocals and then i have a sample pad so a roland spdsx the one that like you can trigger it with your drumsticks um yeah and so that's right next to me to my left with the hi-hat and that controls that is the band basically that is like everything is going on except drums and bass um so uh i don't have a really like powerful laptop or a laptop that's really good for live performances so I'm kind of don't really trust myself to bring like that as like the integral part of a live show in case it like breaks or the charger breaks or something so mm-hmm. I find like sample sample pads are really reliable
0: mm-hmm. no I think that's really cool like uh, you know uh, not like any, any way that anybody um, anybody needs to you know do it to get get things done is awesome but like i think that like old school like almost you know what i mean like i just like you hit the thing and then you you go for it uh is really cool um but do you um do you have like a do you play like to a click like in your ear or you just like yeah yeah okay i was yeah I was, so i have um i'm sorry go ahead uh
1: yeah so i have a like The Roland SPD-SX, you can have, like, two tracks, one going to your ear and one going to the PA. Mm. So I'll have a click, the same thing that everybody's hearing in the PA, with a click track, and I straight up have some tracks where I'm, like, talking to myself while I'm playing the song. So, like, I'll be, like, like. For a new song, I might be like, transition coming up. Like, I'll hear that, hear myself saying that. Oh, my God, um, that's
0: awesome. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I always get really nervous that people can hear, like, my weird whispered demo voice. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. It's really weird hearing that, knowing you're, like, playing something else. I mean, I could be, like, listening to, like... I don't know. Like, I could literally be listening to, like, any song. <laughs> I yeah. can put, like... I don't
0: know. You could be listening to a podcast and just playing the drums. There, like nobody I could else. be listening to
1: this podcast.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's really awesome. And and I love that. Like, I love that like little, uh, little bit of like information you're giving yourself as well as the click. Like it's, um, there's been times in in the past in Comer Regalia where we would have like, uh, I had like a foot pedal that I had a pre recorded loop on that I'd hit, and i didn't never i never had you know a click or anything to go off of, so it was like it if I hit the like if it wasn't recorded just perfectly on the you know whatever or if the guitarist got off, you know or it could it went from sometimes being like fine to a disaster really fast because no click you know totally analog just just going for it and uh i'm always curious like what other you know ways people are figuring out how to do these things and so yeah the uh the transition coming up you know like that that uh that's really awesome yeah yeah all right now don't the forget the one problem with it though is that <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like
1: just maybe like giving myself positive affirmations like you're doing great like keep it up <laughs> um but like the problem is the track doesn't stop so like one time I was playing a show and like my kick pedal like exploded or something so I like had to fix I don't know there's no way to like pause it mm-hmm. um and then go back like you can either play the whole song or like front to back so it every Thing has its difficulties or like caveats.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I'm sure that's just something that, you know, you have to not only deal with that as you go, but you just, you learn from like the first time this kind of situation pops up, then you're like, well, now hopefully I'm better prepared to deal with that next time. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, going back to, um, you know, the, the recordings, um, so the first release was released July 31st 2015 that was called bummer and um that was now there's a split that y'all did with bust down but like is that the only thing that's not invol like that first release and the split with bust down or are those the only things that aren't involved in this like sort of like concept reality that most of your narrative follows
1: yeah so basically the split with bust down came out a little bit more recently yeah Um, yeah. it came out last year in like february but those are really old songs so pretty much everything written after written after 2018 when i said i started writing that record um was um the space saga um i just kind of hit a wall with the songs I wanted to write and like what I wanted to say politically. Um, and so I decided to just like, I don't know, write a whole story. Um, I was just getting really bored. And I'm like, why not? Um, so yeah, I guess 2018, 20, 2017 is when I wrote like the album with the person with the pink hair. Um, and then that, that came out in 2018. And so in 2018, I started writing the one that just came out. Oh, okay. Um, and I think everything unless I do like a split or like I'm thinking about doing like collab albums or something like that. Unless I do something like that, pretty much all releases until I don't know when are gonna be this like sci fi uh story thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's um I, I like I don't ever uh <clears throat> I don't ever explain it in in any detail like um like you do sometimes in the um the digital liner notes or whatever on Bandcamp or whatever um but um yeah it's it's it, my my you know the Coraggali albums are like a uh, they're they're like a fantasy you know so oh, awesome song, almost and they've all run in the same um but they the but they are stories that aren't told in order um i i wasn't um i know you say like at least on one of them, you say like what year it is. Um, but, um, do you, do you have a definitive like end for this story or are you just like going as you, as you, uh,
1: yeah. So, um, like I've gotten, I've gotten like the, yeah, the end I think is done, but, um i also am writing them all out of order like the first lp in this saga was the sequel to what just came out um what just came out is the prequel to the second album and what's what we're recording this summer what we're recording this summer is the third album so it's like the sequel to the first album i just like i'm i don't know don't want to do it in order i just think it's like I just want to make it as weird as possible. Um, And um, so, but I do know like the last album is called heads will roll. And that is going to be um, like there's the guillotine on the front cover and like the rebels win and, you know, but they don't win by themselves. Like the aliens on the planet. Yeah. That's (laughs) spoilers. (laughs) The, the, um, you know, Uh, they team up with the aliens and they win, Um, and then I don't know, because I could keep going on and, you know, post-revolution, they have a council meeting where they decide what type of government it's going to be. I don't know. It could keep going, or I could get tired of it, but right now, I'm like, I'm not tired of it, so I think I'll just keep doing it. But by that time, I'll probably be, I don't know what I'll be doing in my life. Um, I hope I'll, I mean, I'm always going to make time for music. That's just going to be a permanent picture of my life. Will I have time to tour and record hopefully um probably record maybe touring might be more difficult but yeah by that time you know that's like five albums away so
0: yeah yeah i'll see what i'm doing yeah i I always think it's interesting you know like um there's there's something that there's something that's very like um i don't want to say like liberating um but but there's there's something about saying the things that you want to say through this other lens that's like it's it just takes some of the like stress away or something i don't know um how to like better ex- explain it i don't i don't know if you have a, a if you have a there's if you have a better way of saying that than i do i'm
1: uh, So when I was in an emo band and I was 19 in this emo band, so um, this was a time where I was really into like talking about things that as a 27 year old now, I don't think are as important as like, I mean, they were important to me when I was 19, but um, right now there's stuff that I would rather sing about. Um, And I'm not saying, you know, there are tons of 19 year olds that can create a lot of uh, good songs, but me at nineteen, I was—I didn't know a lot about the world, so um, I'm trying to like make something outside of like my own thoughts um, because um, I don't know. I just wrote a lot of songs about stuff that had to do with me, and I want to do stuff that has to do with like the world or the environment or um, you know supply chains and things like that. And I, I'm thinking a lot about. I mean, I don't, I really hate Elon Musk and a lot of like the technological aspects of the album and some of the technologies I'm going to talk about later in the later albums, like it's kind of like talking about like Elon Musk is like his space colonization and like, um, yeah. and also like augmenting or like brain uploading and all this stuff that is, cool in theory, but is not going to be accessible to like 99% of the population to do. And so that's stuff that is really pertinent to what I want to talk about, which is very different than what I was doing like 10 years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason why I asked, like, uh, and I know I didn't do a very good job of the way I asked, but, um, is that there's obviously some, there, there's some story elements that are not, it's not, that far-fetched you know you're talking about like this world that's been just like crushed for resources and just like you know um how like the people in charge have taken everything and there's this resistance like you know you can draw like some parallels and but lyrically like a, a lot of it feels uh very very relevant like so um what <clears throat> how, how do you feel like um singing about the things you're singing about like in the in the um concept of this like story and this narrative how do you feel like that like makes it easier for you to like say what you want to say as opposed to like you're just going to write these songs about climate change or you're going to write these songs about like you said like supply chains you know greedy corporations the corrupt government like how does putting it in the in the form of this story like make it to where like you're more comfortable with that or you're or it's just like easier for you to do um or is it not easier is it is that just part of the challenge of it the you know your enjoyment
1: well, well, I think, like, the main thing about this story or the way it's going to end, um, because it will end happy. Like, yeah. the rebels will win. Like, there will be a revolution because I honestly think that, like, we as people are not determined to just die on a planet that also dies. Like, like I think, like, as far as history and theology and, like, theorists are concerned, like, we will win. The people will win. And so this is kind of, like, I don't know. I mean, Star Wars is kind of corny, but I love Star Wars. And in Star Wars, the rebels always win. And I know Star Wars is like a billion dollar production that is like selling revolution for money. But like I did like that, like, you know, the Imperial Alliance never wins. And so I think like it's hard and it requires work and like people will get hurt and stuff. But I mean, that sucks. But I think that like in the end, like, you know, the planet will be saved or the other planets will be saved. And so, I don't know. I think when you're doing sort of, like, political work, I, I think that a lot of people lose hope. And I think that it's really hard, but I don't think we need to lose hope. Like, I think it's still it's still possible, you know, to imagine a better future that's better for people on the planet. It's really hard. Like, I am I don't want to be naive, but... The story that I'm writing is kind of like, you know, things are going to explode and like there's going to be wars and stuff. But I think that like, will, you know, the people will come out on top in the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, it's really it's really awesome to like to sort of be able to like, um, you know, like offer offer any kind of hope to, to folks, you know, whether it's like, uh, from, from a strictly story, uh, um, point of view, you know, like, um, films or television or, you know, or a novel or whatever, um, or just like musically, you know, listening, listening to music and just feeling some kind of way about that. So, you know, I, I find concept albums and especially like what you're doing, which is like running narratives, like very, very fascinating. Um, but yeah, you, you said, um, that you have recently finished, um, writing like basically the next album and that's with, uh, the folks that have now like joined the band, I guess, like permanently. Um, Yeah. what, um, what are your plans for, for that? Like, do you, um, are you like, Like, where's that at as far as like, um, what stage you're at? Like it's still like, um, sending files back and forth and, and, uh, fine tuning things. Or are you like already like, okay, we're, we're going to record this soon or.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the album basically, I mean, I think for some newer stuff going forward, it might be collaborative once cause, uh, all three of the members were, were all, uh, like we just, all of us got vaccinated. So I think we, we might be able to, you know, meet up and have more collaborative jam sessions. But right now it's me kind of writing the the songs and you know, asking the other members to produce a bass or guitar part. Uh, Emily who plays bass and sings, um, is also actually going to play some cello on the new album. Cause a That's lot awesome. of the midi strength. Yeah. And hopefully we can get a, uh, find a way for her to play that live, um, and so some of the MIDI stuff will still be there, but some of it will be real strings. And so right now we just set a date. We're recording like August 1st, somewhere around that timeframe, but the album is fully written. Um, I've done a lot of the, even like the effects and um, every, all the MIDI stuff is written. All the lyrics are written. So we're just uh, sending files and sending demos, nailing down. Like the, I still need to practice drums myself, like I mentioned, and you know, guitar and bass, and cello now um is still being written but the structure of the songs are all done
0: that's awesome and um what part of the story is this new album
1: yeah so um there's a trigger warning right now i'm gonna put out for like mental health stuff and um hospitalization so if anybody's sensitive to that um but after the first album, which had the pink haired person named Adrian, uh, like who was, um, in charge of like flying. This is a person that was really down on their luck and, um, didn't know what to do. So they joined the military because they had no other options, you know, in this, in this hellscape of late capitalism, there's not a lot of ways that you can make money. So they join the military and pilot the plane or the the ship onto the planet. This is the same plane that gets hijacked, um, in the album I just released. So they come back after this traumatic experience and are put into a mental health hospital. Um, and so the whole album from that perspective, half the songs are Adrian talking to a psychiatrist and, uh, and it's a conversation between them. So there's like five songs about that while they're in the mental health hospital. And then the other half of the songs are um, the army, even though the planet was hijacked, the army is successfully trying to you know colonize this planet. Um, and that's influenced a lot by like, um, British imperialism, especially in like Hong Kong and China, um, with the opium wars and stuff like that. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, historical, uh, references. Also, I read a lot of Howard Zinn, um, and his, you know, critique on Columbus. And so there's a chapter about some really shitty stuff Columbus did, um, which, yeah, basically Columbus, uh, when he imperialized, you know, part of Latin America, he would require, um, you know, indigenous people to attain a certain amount of resources. And if they did, they would get this like metal to wear around their neck. And if they didn't get the metal, like if they didn't get the amount of resources they need, he would cut their hands off, um, In case you didn't know, Columbus sucks, but like, so there's, you know, some historical allusions to stuff like that. Um, and there's a lot of like historical references and things like that in this new album.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So like, uh, if you wouldn't mind, can you tell us what the, um, like chronology is? Like if somebody wanted to listen to the albums that are currently available in the correct story order what would that be
1: oh yeah definitely so there's an ep that i released uh last year called prologue that is like one that's number one it's four songs and it's called prologue number two is a call to arms which just came out Mm -hmm. and number three is contact which came out in 2018
0: oh okay and then the new one will be part four part four yeah okay And that was my conversation with Max Narotsky. Thank you so much, Max, for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks to everyone at home or wherever you are that's listening along as well. Until next time, take care and do good things.